you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL podcast. All it does is win, win, win. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes: Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey. How are you? What's going on? Good midweek show. Midweek show. The grind is on. Week seven. It's not a grind. It's a treat. It's a listen. You know, working it's at shot by. It's like I can't believe it's already week seven. To be honest, working working for the NFL is an honor, uh, and and it's fun. But this uh, this week has felt a little grindy to me. That's all. Hmm. Grindy. A little grindy. It's only Wednesday, so you got a long way to go still. Go. Wednesday's like at that point you've been here since Sunday all day. It just feels like all right. We need to get over this. Greg is like, I will make note of this in your performance Greg, review. Greg, very disappointed <laughs> with the entire staff at this point, and, and for good reason. Mark, by the way, was very focused before the show started, trying to finish up a post he wrote right before we came upstairs, just to let you into the machine how much work is being done. Mark Sessler just – he's so focused. The guy is like a machine. Well, I've sent it to the edit desk, uh, yet I have no confidence that it got through because we're in this – this high fashion no, studio up it. here. Did I it get through? So it, it happened. That's what? synergy. That's Greg well, right over there. See, I'm not really disappointed you know. in any of you guys. I'm just not fully paying attention. Oh, well, that's doing other things. We're used to that. <laughs> and, by, and by the way, if anyone, I did get a couple tweets about the the Hansus Robit 5000 that could come in and do my job <laughs> so I can go off to an island somewhere with my wife and young child. It's in the works from what I understand. Wait, I thought I was the <laughs> one going away listeners. for a month. How did this get? I, had, I got the Robit in the mix. You got to get a robot situation going first before you can get out of does here. It, does it have your hair? Well, we'll see. It depends how how gifted these people are. All right, we have a great show today. We are uh, we're going to get into another one of Wes's juicy top ten lists, uh, sponsored by Lenovo. Lenovo. Oh, I thought for a second you were joking, then I realized it one actually is sponsored. One of the great 
one of the great computer uh, products what a of this generation. They what make a, great, a mean ThinkPad. That is a, a special ThinkPad. So we're going to get into what is this week's top ten? Top ten franchise cornerstones. Ooh, I don't even really know what that means, but I'm excited about it. And you know who else is excited? The people at Lenovo who sponsor the <laughs> – I don't know. I'm getting paid by the reference now. Also, we're going to talk about uh, a little uh, TNF preview, Thursday Night Football, Jets-Patriots. Usually this is the type of game that I can't wait until uh, football comes around as a Jets fan in, in, in the situation that my franchise is, finds itself in. Not as excited this time around. But look, Greg is hopping in his chair like a little I'm bunny. I'm excited. I get, you know, you're not even working during the game, so you can kick back and relax out with, with your son. Your oh, you can hang out with me. Yeah. You I, should. I could do that too, actually. Well, my wife doesn't off. want me in the house. Maybe so. watch it with, with Jack. Give him the choice. Which team do you want to root for? The, the, oh. the one with all the fun fans and the titles fun and whatnot. Fans. Fun fans. <laughs> yeah, when I think of the Patriot Nation, I think of a bunch of, like, fun-loving guys that just, you know, they were loyal for years. Balanced individuals. 94% <laughs> of the Patriots fan base, let's be honest, about 2001 and later. Let's be honest, Greg. That's not true. They're like the Miami Heat of the NFL? I don't know. It's just the theory. You can show him Pat, Pat Patriot, the mascot, might be in the mix. He might like him. Just saying. Okay, I'll throw it, in. I'll throw it up for grabs, Greg. <laughs> and finally, we will also uh, hit an, a game we haven't played in a while, everybody's favorite game. What's more likely? It's probably not everybody's favorite game, actually. I prefer Go Get My Lunch, but yeah. it's definitely a better game than Win Greg's Toaster, which is non-existent. Ooh, Greg, your thoughts? I... I'm fine with that. I never liked the toaster game. If you want to end the game, if that's what you're saying, I can just keep No, the I mean, it's not nice existing because you that's refuse to be. take on any competitors. Greg, that's said. All right. So that's it. We're going to play some of that. What's more likely, Jets win or Lenovo just continues to craft high-octane, beautiful laptops? Obviously, Lenovo. Because when you <laughs> want, if you're looking for electronics gear, you go to the people at <laughs> Lenovo. All right. So let's start. TD, behind the glass. How are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? And yes... Wednesday is kind of like the dead space in the NFL week, usually. Mm. But mm. it is the only show that I get to play a news drop during the season. So I'm yeah. excited. Well, let's hear it. All right, let's do it. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. <laughs> <laughs> One of my all-time favorites. That is uh, Greg. Who is that? I don't know. Mark. That is Mike Singletary. Correct. From, oh. And I know it from the old SI, when you would sign up for SI, the magazine, this is before the dot-com, they would have an ad and be like, oh, get a free football phone. And then it would be a couple different like uh, clips. And one would be a crazy-eyed Mike Singletary staring down over an offensive line. Yeah, just I like to, this kind of party. Just to fill mm. Greg in, Mike Singletary was a linebacker for the Bears <laughs> at one point, very productive. And then he coached the 49ers and continues on as an assistant today. Took his pants down in a locker room once <laughs> while wearing a giant cross. It reminds me a little bit of the, the Beastie Boys. I don't know. You remember before one of their songs when, when he goes – if I, if I knew it was that kind of party, I'd stick my d- in mashed potatoes. <laughs> I do remember that. I love that. <laughs> that would be a good sound. Right. Yes, it would. It would, actually. Let's get to some news. Uh, on that note, we should get into some news. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, a disturbing visual all around. I, let's just continue on. All right, let's start in Washington, where Robert Griffin III made his return to Redskins practice. He worked on an individual basis. Afterward, there's some interesting news from Jay Gruden, the Redskins coach, who told reporters that uh, Griffin looked fine and, quote, had a little bounce to his step and then said that Griffin would become the starter again once he's healthy. And then here is kind of an interesting quote he had to say. 
I don't know when that will be yet regarding to when he'll be ready to play. It's hard for me to project. It could be one week, two weeks. It could be five weeks. I don't know yet. So the takeaway here is Kirk Cousins, it looks like he did not he take advantage of his opportunity to keep uh, RG3 on the bench. And two, RG3, can't, he might not be that far off in his return. Now I doubt it's going to be one week, but uh, he could be back sooner than we expected with that dislocated ankle. I like that Gruden has been refreshingly honest throughout this whole thing. Just three weeks ago, he was asked about the the uh, Kirk Cousins possibility that he would take over for RG3 for the rest of the season, and he wouldn't rule it out. He said, you know, anything's possible. But now that he's seen Cousins play for a few games, it's common sense. You go back to RG3. Cousins 0-4 as a starter. has turned the ball over nine times. Uh, this season, eight interceptions. He's thrown 10 touchdowns, so he's had some big plays. He's had some moments, but he just does not take care of the ball, and he's killing them. I think the takeaway for me is that when he's had success, it's because Deshaun Jackson has worked out as a big free agent acquisition, which is rare for Washington to begin with, but in seven of those picks came in two games. And in both cases, for me, it was watching Cousins completely lose it from the neck up late in games when he started to melt, and then, then then bad passes started happening. Like, he'd start the game in control, and he completely spin out of it by the end. He's thrown fewer than 400 pass attempts in his career, and he has 18 interceptions. He so that is, an, that is leading the league in an interception type of pace. That's, That's Geno you know, Smith. 27 Geno Coaster type he has, he has a higher interception percentage in his career than Geno Smith and higher than any starter in the NFL. You know, when, when they mm. first put Cousins in, I said he'll, he could make it tough on them if he's somewhere in the middle where right. he either has to be really good or if he's really bad. You know, they go back to Griffin. He is sort of in the middle, if you want to think about it, but he hasn't played well enough. He, he's second in the league in yards per attempt. That's a stat we use. You know, I, I, that's those big plays that's with that. Deshaun Jackson. Though. But he's on the lower end of the middle. People though. give Deshaun Jackson credit for those. Those have been some great passes. Well, sure. he's been a terrific. I would thrower. give the credit to the offense. It's similar to Hoyer. There's only one quarterback in the NFL who has more yards per attempt on play action passes than Hoyer, and it's Kirk Cousins. That's manufactured by the offense. Sure. Mm. Rivers, by the way, leads the league. The top four right now in yards per attempt is Rivers, Cousins, Dalton, and Hoyer. The wacky. Dalton's group. manufactured by the offense. That'd be too. a party I'd like to go to. And you know, <laughs> just you said that. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Glowing ginger man is a real party animal. But uh, no, the Gruden said also. I mean, he he basically threw some support behind Cousins still, but he then also added, if things continue in this downward spiral, <laughs> there's always a chance we go to Colt, as in Colt McCoy, as in uh, Colt. Colton Sessler, which would be just as good an option if you're looking to win games. So that really tells you Cousins hasn't been that good if Colt McCoy is even coming up in conversation. Yeah, I think Colton Sessler, not a not the attention span at age two that you'd want from a starting <laughs> NFL quarterback. Who's got a stronger arm, Colton Sessler or Colt McCoy? We'd have to put that in a yard and see. I mean, that, that's, up for, <laughs> that's up for grabs. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Vontae's perfect. We talked about him on Sunday. Chris Wessling pounded the table and said, Vontae's perfect, twisting ankles on the field, dirtbag behavior. I, I can't respect that man. He should be suspended. Forget a fine. Uh, other players uh, and other people around the league felt the same way. Olsen, one of the men who got his ankle twisted, Greg Olsen, said that there should be a, sh- should be a suspension. But there won't be. Perfect fine, $25,000. Uh, this we found out today via NFL Media Insider Rap Sheet. Uh, so no suspension. Uh, Rappaport did add that the suspension could be uh, – there could be a suspension if this type of behavior continues. So Burfick dodges the suspension bolt for his shady behavior. 
I think in an era when you stress player safety, when one linebacker takes it upon himself to do to turn in a play where the main point of it is to try to injure somebody, you you had a chance to send a message here. Another thing, and Chris and I were talking about this in the newsroom, that when football was at its height of violence back before face masks and everything else, one of the reasons you could get away with that was because, you know, maybe at most 30,000 people in the stands would have some eye on that. Perfect has to know that anything he tries is under the surveillance of like 15 cameras right now from 22 different angles. I mean, you're going to get caught. Especially when you try it both times at the end of a touchdown. Well, and (laughs) now other teams are going to be watching it too, if they weren't already. If they didn't already know him as a cheap shot artist, they're going to be watching it now and looking for any chance, A, to get a good hit on Burfecht, and and B, if he tries to try any funny stuff, go after Can you imagine, Dan, let's say that you did something that didn't please Greg or one of the bosses here at NFL.com slash NFL Network. Well, all right, but (laughs) let's say you got fined (laughs) $25,000. That would put your family line in total chaos for, like, the next 12 years. I'd hide in a forest until they found me. (laughs) I mean, for him, it's like taking $40 out of an ATM. Yeah. And well, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's the money amount is, does nothing for these guys. The other, the other thing is a little weird to me, is that we sometimes during the off season you'll run this. Our own network will run commentary about Dick Buckus and Night Train Lane celebrating them for being like guys that are dirty on the field. Your boy, uh, well, wasn't Dick dirty Trickle. Then. What was his name again? <laughs> Ed Sprinkle. Ed Sprinkle. <laughs> so like now, all of a sudden, it's it's viewed as something that should be a suspension. I get it. The game has changed, but it's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, it's different hitting people in ways that are now illegal and forcibly trying to twist guys' ankles. I don't know if anyone's getting celebrated for that. That seems like a weak move regardless. I think the NFL needs to go back and they they look at every Dick Butkus hit and, you know, move from the years. All these guys and retroactively find them. (laughs) And let's see, you know what? Everyone should pay for what they've done over the years. I think people will join me in the forest if that ever happened. Uh, moving forward, the Dolphins have placed Noshan Moreno on the season-ending injured reserve with an ACL injury. This is something that the team announced on Tuesday. Uh, Moreno tore his ACL in the third quarter of Sunday's loss to the Packers. We wondered on Sunday's show, you know, what happened to him in the second half. It, it seemed at the time maybe they were just going with the hot hand, Lamar Miller. But apparently Moreno wasn't up to it. So now the guy that came to the Dolphins, they expected him to be uh, their starting running back is now out of the picture. How big a loss? We weren't the only ones who didn't know what happened to him. The Dolphins had no idea that Marino had torn his ACL, and he stayed in for another play. Oof. Well, they also – I don't know if I totally believe them because they said they weren't even aware he was injured because they didn't even report the injury during the game like you're supposed to. And the initial press conference on Monday about it, he said, oh, we didn't know he was hurt at all. Reporters were saying he was walking fine in the locker room after he tore his ACL. Crazy, not too unusual. How many times do you see guys walking off the field after a knee injury, and you're like, "Oh, it looks like they're they're okay," right. and right. then you find out that they blew out their knee. It's kind of a strange. Injury I think it's like disappointing that. for Miami because in Week One they ran the ball so well, and you kind of got a vision of what the Dolphins wanted to do when they had. I don't think Lamar Miller is not seen as an every down back. We know that when they had Moreno and Miller together, it was that's what the whole off season was spent establishing. They really haven't been able to do what they plan to do since. But you can't be worried, Mark, because you have the man behind the machine, Bill Lazor, to fix everything that's I wrong. I am very worried because I'm not sure Bill Lazor or anyone in that organ. There we go. <laughs> I mean. When you got this that, guy running the show. The Dolphins are primed to sweep 
and clean desks up and down on every floor of that building. I mean, that's going to be a, a start over reboot job. We gave, you know, Chris a lot of grief for really pumping up Lamar Miller last year was on her making the leap list. I mean, he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. The Dolphins are third in the NFL in rushing in yards it's per carry right much, now. Fumbling too much, but he, he's not a guy that you want to give 25 times a game. This injury hurts and all that, but Lamar Miller in the running game has been pretty good. Well, can year. we call that that if you're going to look at those quarterbacks and say it's system driven and that's accurate? I, something I, here has to do with the running backs totally. in a Bill Lazor type Ab- system. Absolutely, the system. And, and Miller doesn't have no Sean Marino's physicality. If you go back to that week one game you were talking about, he set the tone and they jumped on his back in that game. I think they'll miss that a little bit. Lamar Miller is not a physical back. Right. They What a roller coaster season for Moreno, or tenure even in Miami, if it only lasts one year, because he was an off-season punchline, then shoved it in everyone's face and looked incredible in, in camp and, and week one, and then this. Moving forward, Mike <laughs> Williams, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver, a surprise healthy scratch on Sunday. Uh, again, we talked about it on Sunday. Uh, found that interesting. Turns out there was a reason. Um, well, not a reason, but maybe reason Williams now wants out. And NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported that Williams' agent was given permission to, quote, gauge interest from other teams to seek a trade. Um, and then we heard from Bill's general manager, Doug Whaley, who said Monday the team, said Monday the team is not actively shopping Williams. And then today, Wednesday, Greg, Doug Marone came out and said he wasn't thrilled that this was even something that was going on around his team. No, he admitted he was annoyed. He said, basically, Williams getting benched is your problem, but now it became my problem because you're asking for a trade. So he was not amused at all. Williams tried to backpedal, said it was all his agent's idea. He didn't even clear his agent, which I don't believe at all, to ask. I wish you weren't a liar. (laughs) And, you know, Williams... You know, said this week I'll just try to be the scout team MVP. So he's trying to walk it back because he knows no one wants him. His agency's been very busy this week, bombarding my inbox with emails. Yeah, really, you getting heat? Yeah, I had <laughs> written that Williams' five point two million dollars salary next year was fully guaranteed because when you there's this little game that agents play with NFL media insiders, mm. all of them. They lie about what the contract is when it comes out, and everybody kind of winks at it. They talk about guarantees, but that $5.2 million is guaranteed for injury only. So when you search any source on the Internet, it will say fully guaranteed $5.2 million. It's really only guaranteed for injury, so the uh, agent was acting like I was holding up a potential trade for this quote-unquote number one receiver. Well, shame on you, Wes. It, right. it is. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's just trying to live. I mean, the Bills, the Bills GM said it well. If he was a number one receiver, uh, you know, like he says, he can't he can't wait to see all the great trade offers that come rolling in for this guy that can't even play Burn. above Chris Ogan. I like that Doug Whaley basically said, well, I'm not going to listen to anything unless we get number one receiver type compensation. In quotes, sort of that's what Mike Williams told me he was. It was like, hello. <laughs> A lot of unrest in Buffalo, and that's good for Patriots fans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Patriots fans are worried about anything that's, that's going fair. on in Buffalo. Uh, and that's what's happening. Live from Culver City, California, it's America's favorite game show. What's more likely? Wow. It is great to hear the gold standard's voice. Uh, of course, the the voice talent behind what's more likely's intro. The, our former producer, Zach Goldman. Yeah. Well, no, the whole world knows the gold standard. <laughs> he needs no introduction. <laughs> you don't need to be a regular listener of the show to know that the man from Oxford that loves the great 
what do they call it? The beautiful game, but also can pr- produce the hell out of a football podcast. Zach Goldman. As can our current producer, TD. Just, well, you know I don't what? want to leave you TD don't just need hanging to make out things there. weird That's... like that. Well, <laughs> I wasn't trying to say that Gold Center was better than TD. Well, no, I was I'm not just saying, saying you were, but it was it, great. Had we just moved right on to the segment, that would have been a little awkward. So, well, I don't. Th- would right? th- would that have been weird, TD? If no, I didn't know. throw you I praise, mean, the gold standard is my boy. You know, yeah. and he came in here young and eager, and he learned well, and he'll be back soon. Actually, I so. feel like. TD- Whoa, Yo, are you breaking news here? No, I'm. Uh, I'll still be on the show, but he's going to be around. Soon. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, he's going to be We're around. We're pretending like we didn't know this, but we knew that. <laughs> I kind of feel like TD. This would be a situation where TD, like, you would be like, "Hey, young cub." Do you say stuff like that to, to <laughs> Gold Standard? Yeah. Young Buck? No, Young I don't. Buck. <laughs> right. Anyway, so what's more likely is uh, it's a pretty simple game. Basically, we I go through I, – I basically put on my skip Wink Martindale hat, whatever his name is. <laughs> Wink Martindale tie, skinny tie. And skip Bayless tie. Stupid microphone, uh, the long skinny ones. And I, I lay out a series of uh, scenarios, and I say, what's more likely? And I throw it to you fellas, you boys – and then you tell me what's more likely. And sometimes you're all on the same page, but sometimes you're not. Either way, it's going to be fun debate. My favorite game show that we got. All right. So let's start right off the top. What's more likely? Brian Hoyer wins comeback player of the year or Derek Carr wins offensive rookie of the year. Hmm. I'm going with Hoyer wins comeback player of the year. Yes. I, think I, I might have him second behind Rolando McLean right now. Interesting. Whereas I have quite a few people in front of Derek Carr for offensive rookie of the year. I I would think that have you did you watch Carr yet this week? I did. Okay. How, how were you super impressed? Uh, I've been more considerably more impressed with Blake Bortles than Derek Carr this year. Carr's last game was better than any game Bortles has had. Mm. But if you look at the whole package, I feel like Bortles has more to offer. This whole award is sort of it borders on a sham. But it is very narrative-driven, and it's going to be hard for... The comeback player. The comeback player of the year. I, th- I think it'd be, I, I like what Carr did a lot this past weekend, and he's definitely... There's some hope there for the Raiders because of him. But I would go with Hoyer because let's just say what happens plays itself out for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. They go 10-6 and six or something like that, and he's successful. He is all, he, he's A, coming off a major knee injury, so you got that checked. And you're a quarterback that won with the Cleveland Browns, and there's a lot... To sure. play with there. Greg? I thought deeply about this. I know. You know you I was trying silent, to think odds because Hoyer is going up against the entire NFL. So right there, Carr has an advantage that essentially there's only going to be eight rookies that matter, especially starting quarterbacks. That's and untrue. Hoyer's only going against comeback candidates, but not the entire NFL. You know what I mean, though. There, I think there the, are more you, offensive rookies than comeback candidates. Well, not good ones. Not start Starting quarterbacks immediately have a – a halfway decent starting quarterback wins the rookie of the year every other time, basically. You Isn't don't that true that of good. the comeback award, though, too? When there's really, at this point, I could look at Rolando I McClain. did a study on this that's exactly right. Quarterbacks win it 50% of the time. Yeah, and it's just there isn't a big pool of obvious comeback candidates either. My answer is Brian Hoyer. Just because I think he's going to continue to have a nice season, like Mark said. And I don't think Derek Carr or the Raiders are going to win many games. It's really hard to win those awards if That's the on a 2-14 yeah. team. To be honest, I thought, I thought this was definitely – I was just setting this up for Wes to pick the other person involved, not Hoyer. <laughs> I was going to say like Shaq Evans, Jets wide receiver for Rookie of the Year, and, and see if Wes was going to go with him. But Wes is, if you're noticing, it's subtle, but he's starting to turn towards mm. Brownie Lane. There wow. are – 
Next stop, Berea. There are five games of film out there. We have to change our opinions on things. Wow. We have to adjust to reality. Maybe we could make it the teams of ATL, and the Browns are one, too. How about he scampers off with Kyle Shanahan, uh, offensive assistant of the year, into the wilderness? He and <laughs> he, Terrell Austin and, and Rob Manarnelli are top three in, in the Mark Sessler Assistant of the Year Award. Is that Great. the same wilderness where me and many other uh, past NFL players are hiding out for money reasons? Well, it's like any forest land of old. There's yes. good and bad parts. <laughs> What's more likely? Chris Johnson finishes with less than 500 yards rushing, or Corderell Patterson finishes with less than 500 yards receiving. I'm going to say Chris Johnson because I could see him banished altogether. I mean, he's already down to, what, 10 or 12 snaps a game now? Mm-hmm. Seems like the Vikings would be foolish to take their most talented offensive player and, and completely – Well, they already have. Well, I think that's probably a few games where they're they're trying to adjust to what he can do. Plus, I'll, I'll go with that too because I think Cordero, he's, he, whether or not he, he continues to struggle, you'll see a game or two where he blows mm-hmm. up and crosses – he'll get past that barrier. I thought it was interesting what – Norv Turner said this week, or it was Mike Zimmer that said this week, they asked why isn't he getting the ball, and he's like, he's got to get open. And you could tell there was a level of frustration. We knew heading into the season that route running wasn't a strength of his, that he needed to become more polished. And clearly what you took from what Zimmer was saying is that he has not progressed on that level, and the team is frustrated. We didn't know much in the preseason because we couldn't have been more excited about this player. Right. When they're throwing to him, they have a quarterback rating of 40 with no touchdowns and four interceptions. Now, that's not all Patterson's fault by any means, but sometimes everyone wants to pick on the team. Oh, how come you can't get him open? Well, if you're if he was a great, great player, he'd be getting some yardage. I like how savvy you were, by the way. They each were almost the exact same yardage going into today. 200 oh, versus 204. I'm going to say, by the way, uh, I think Johnson is more likely to finish under. That was the question, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, because I could see him just getting benched. Yeah, and I think, Mark... Like, he had the three rushes for 102 yards in week one. They've given him the uh, – Patterson, I'm referring to. They've given him the ball twice on, on a handoff uh, ever since, which is absurd. But, yeah, but you said receiving, I thought. Uh, yeah, so don't even listen to anything I'm saying right now. Let's <laughs> just move a, on. I've oh, got go a ahead. theory like on this. You know, with, like somebody wants to do something beyond their ca- current capabilities, mm. and you tell that person, look, until you can do your job, I'm not going to let you do this fun job. Mm. I think there's a lot of that going on with Cordero Patterson. You've got two old-school coaches in Norv Turner and Mike Zimmer. They want him to get the basics down before he gets to do fun things mm. like reverses, screens, Percy Harvin type of routes, jet sweeps, and well, I think that's going on here. That's very. That's an interesting point. The only thing I'd say if I were a Vikings fan is, hey, fellas, how about we win a few Man, games along the way? You played the game. It's Herm Edwards. Played to develop players, too. That was Herm Edwards with Joe Namath's that, uh, yeah, that was voice. I don't know why. Hey, relax. Quick, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Chris brings up a great point there. What's the quick question? What's the thing that you had to do in order to do something fun as a kid? Like eat your veggies to play go outside and play? Uh, or? Oh, I had, I had at least two or three nights a week a, a standoff with my mom over veggies and dessert or veggies and straight to bed. Mm. I had to cut down trees in the backyard and lay out lumber, saw direct, you know, directionally, horizontally, <laughs> build yeah. cabins. Is that the fun part? or That was the chore, just the yeah. daily chore. I was saying if I ate my vegetables, I got to go into the coal mine and work 20 hours instead of 22. Mine was if you eat your vegetables, you can go play with your new toy, which was a cinder block. <laughs> There wasn't there wasn't a lot of discipline going on in the Rosenthal house. Or, 
<laughs> or really a lot of conversations with the parents at all. So. And that's why Greg grew up to be such a bad boy. <laughs> What's more likely? Mike Tomlin is coaching the Steelers in 2015, or Jim Harbaugh is coaching the 49ers in 2015? Great question. That one's pretty easy for me. More likely that Tomlin's coaching the Steelers. They don't make coaching changes. I think they will make a coaching change if they finish. Something feels weird about Pittsburgh right now. I don't know. I don't think I don't think he survives a losing season this year. I would just have to go with what we know right now that there seems to be more issues with Harbaugh, obviously, and Tomlin. They've had a couple off seasons before and they haven't blinked. I, I just I don't I also don't think Pittsburgh is going to finish six and ten. I think they're going to be fine. I mean, if this if they were setting odds on this, you know. Harbaugh's the favorite, but I'm taking the underdog. I'm taking Tomlin. Maybe Harbaugh will just stick it in the 49ers' eye mm. by, you know, winning and taking a contract, even if Duh, they don't want to keep him around. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not where I was going. I, I think Charlie Sheen. I think Tomlin's gone if they don't have a playoff season. Mm, like it. What's more likely? Jay Gruden is one and done head coach, or Levy Smith is a one and done head coach. Ooh. You're so hmm. negative. You want That's all fun. these guys and That's their assistant like. coaches' wives That's to be out of like. jobs? And I'm going to say Lovey. I think the, one of the only reasons he got the job is because he had Jeff Tevert along with him. He's never been able to coach offense. Jeff Tevert's coaching career might be in the up, up in the air now. And Lovey's team, I mean, I don't know why he's playing the defense he's playing. Nobody should be running Tampa 2 in today's NFL. I think, I think that the RG3 injury – well, it's so early to say, but that may help Gruden in terms of uh, a narrative to build an excuse around why he should stick around. I'm not in love with the way Gruden's handled the job in game or out of game. I don't think he's a particularly charismatic or commanding <laughs> presence. So I just what's don't. your answer? I, I'm going to go Lovey because I'm not sure Lovey is going to want to keep doing this for a long time. Now, I don't know that. but I hope, I'd say Gruden definitely. Because of their owners, because Lovey has a history there in Tampa, hired by, he's beloved in the community. He's the G- he was beloved in the community. He's the GM's first hire who just you know got there. They're kind of a package deal. I, I don't think either one is at all likely, but Snyder has a history of moving on. What's more likely? The Cowboys go 13-3, and three, or the Jaguars go 0-16. Oh, oh I'll start with Sessler. Oh, uh, I'd go Cowboys thirteen and three. The moment of panic on your part. No, there. I just I don't, I don't. Going winless is is harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thirteen and three is is more likely. It there's no reason to think the Jaguars outplayed the Titans last week. They'll they'll find a way to win a couple games probably. I agree. I think I have to go the Rosenthal route here, and just logically, it's a lot easier to go through thirteen and three than zero and sixteen. So the Rosenthal route is just taking it logical. This, you always have great. to go – yeah, you always have to narrow it down to numbers. Pragmatic. There's no room for intuition in the Greg Rosenthal <laughs> mind. Ouch. That feels, that feels like a bigger you know, insult wow. than you think. This is – by the way, if you're listening at home, this is what we deal with all day long <laughs> down at the office. Scientists. <laughs> What's more likely? The Jets make the playoffs or Mark Sessler steals Fahrenheit cologne and man panties from Macy's? <laughs> Pulls a Joseph Randall. Wait, it was Dad, Fahrenheit? Can you ask that question again, please? You want me to ask the question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Jets make the playoffs. I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> well, I, obviously. Uh, it's called setting up a bit, TD. 
Wise ass. Jets make the playoffs or Mark steals Fahrenheit cologne and man panties from Macy's. It was Fahrenheit? No, but that was my teenage uh, that, I used to wear Fahrenheit all Draco, the time. Draco, yeah. Dracar, Ours was Dracar. Noir. Everyone wore Dracar. Yeah. I never wore Dracar. I never, I've never worn a cologne. Huh. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, Greg <laughs> continually siding just, on the aspect of human life completely saying, different did, from the did average someone, child. Did someone tell you to do oh, that? I think no. when you were 17, 18, you unwisely wore it. I mean, what? I know that I I wore, still wear cologne every I once wear in a cologne. while. Cologne is not a weird thing. Yeah, no, 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 I know, but thing, as a but kid, as at a kid. 17 like, years you old. You guys wear underwear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's think like, it's what? weird now. I've never heard man panties either. No, I just threw that in for Sessler. <laughs> Tracar would cost like $8. So you're rolling around an $8 TD. cologne in like in the middle of math class. I it's a little strange. I won't name names, but there is a, a member of the NFL media talent that comes over near the printer area every morning at about 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. And his cologne barrels through the entire side of the room. So some people wear it all the time, no matter what. TD, you have, looks like you have something to say. I do. Who doesn't wear cologne? Like, what was your – Dan, what was your first and favorite cologne growing up as a kid? Uh, this is funny because it was given to me as a gift from Santa, I think, Old Spice. Old Spice? Yeah. <laughs> Old Spice. Cologne. Yeah, my, yeah spice. my dad was an Old Spice guy. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I wore cologne until I was into when my I, 20s. Uh, I never well, wore it in school a, or anything. In high school, I, I used to steal my dad's cologne, and then yeah. I got my own Fahrenheit bottle. I wasn't trying oh, to you say you guys were out of the ordinary. I was just giving you my honest experience. Old natural – which Rattles is fair. I, Deodorant I, is a lot different than cologne. Well, yes, it is. They're two different I products, right? I don't presume that I would know enough to know the right thing You're to You're so choose. salt of the earth. If you <laughs> were a baseball yeah. player, would you be the guy that didn't wear batting gloves and just peed on his hands so they'd be calloused? <laughs> My dad's bathroom cabinet looked like the guy from uh, Anchorman. He had, like, <laughs> Old Spice, Brute by Fabergé, Stetson, and some kind of Asian cologne where it was only, like, Chinese lettering where you couldn't even understand what it was. You gotta get that shipped in. You need a you need a mailman. <laughs> Nobody answered the question, <laughs> by the way. He just took that from other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what package it was. was. We didn't answer the question though. Jets make the playoffs, or Sessler steals a bunch of embarrassing stuff like oh, the Cowboys running back. Sessler. Yeah. He's a minimalist. He has, he doesn't need money. So he would steal it before the Jets made the playoffs. You're saying? Yeah. No, I would not. I I disagree with that. I would go Jets. <laughs> I wasn't even going to ask you, but it's fair I was that you, purely you joking. Have a, you have a side. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jets. Sessler, you know, when he opens his mouth, lies often come out, but he's a man of high, Very high. character. And Very he wouldn't high go, character. He wouldn't steal things. No. I he, take he up does, issue with the idea that I lie. You do take I, a lot of crackers from the commissary, from the huddle. I have actually <laughs> walked up and asked – I asked the woman who runs the free. register, they am I allowed free. to take these for free? And she said yes. Free. I said every day, yes. But he takes yes. stacks of them, and doesn't that seem like it's kind of bending the rules a little bit? He never has to limits? buy Zestas. <laughs> Zestas. Man <laughs> takes four saltine crackers from $9 billion company. <laughs> anyway, Jets make the playoffs. I agree as well, Mark. <laughs> Are things weird between us now? No, I was, it was a good one. He's right, not uh, a liar. He just tells fibs once in a while. Just do, what do we want to do? One or two more? Or should we get out of this? I like no, this No, let's game. keep right, it let's going. Do a couple Great more. game. What? Wrong drop. So, Now your penalty is you have to keep it in the show. It it next up. No, that's very ironic. What's more likely? Nick Foles gets benched for performance reasons or Carson Palmer gets benched for performance reasons? I thought you were going to go performance-enhancing oh. drugs. <laughs> Hot take. This one's tough because I don't know whether to think like myself or like Greg. 
Ooh. I'm going to go Nick Foles just because I don't think he's been playing very well, and I think Chip Kelly is not afraid to make uh, what could be an unpopular decision. Mark Sanchez people. versus Drew Stanton, by the way. I'm very surprised by your answer because you would think Greg would go with Carson Palmer is already battling a nerve injury. It will well, probably affect his – He said his, performance. It that's will probably affect his performance. He looked all right this week. He did look okay. Hmm. I'm going to go with Carson Palmer because for that very reason, I think the nerve injury could resurface well, uh, again and affect the way he throws the ball. Mr. Uh, yeah, I'll go Palmer too. Be, I, I just I think there's a lot of faith in Stanton from Bruce Arians too that the switch wouldn't be that hard for him to comprehend. All right. Last one. What's more likely? The Titans do something worth talking about, or Wes is a violent part wolf, part man hybrid beast who stalks the streets of Marina del Rey after nightfall. That Wes currently is that. Yeah, he okay, is that. Okay, okay, Because I picked, like, who, do, who would I say is a, a hybrid beast after nightfall, and Wes definitely came to He's mind. He's definitely the night owl of the group. If you're speaking metaphorically, I would definitely go that I turn into something that I don't want to be after dark in Marina del Rey. <laughs> Wow. Actually, I didn't even take that way, but maybe under the surface I did. But I was saying literally you turn into a wolf man. Yeah, that's probably more likely. I've been spending the last minute <laughs> trying to think of something cool about the Titans because I'm sick of all this Titans bashing, but I couldn't really think of it. <laughs> yeah. Justin gonna... Hunter. There. He's worth watching. He could do something fun. Here's, Titans. Some, here's something worth watching. Will Jake Locker be ready for Sunday? Kill me. <laughs> yeah, Enough. I, I am so sick of that. You make a solid point. I'm going to go um, with Wes, half man, half wolf. The hybrid uh, beast. Hybrid beast is my answer. All right, gentlemen. So let's get into Les Wes's latest list. And Wes does such a great job. The around the NFL uh, leader in writing rankings list. This time we have the top 10, mm. nay, 11 cornerstones of the NFL and why don't we start with I'm ranking podcast hosts in my mind right now. Ooh, I like that too. But let's let, maybe that's next week. This week Matt Money Smith's gotta be number one. <laughs> first thing <laughs> and Jeremiah somewhere else. First things first, what is a cornerstone in your mind? Someone around whom to build your franchise. You right. want to be young, talented, uniquely talented, and preferably a quarterback since the game of football has a glaring imbalance wherein the quarterback is so much more valuable than in every other position. So but wait, it, is this starting from scratch or they're the best cornerstones on the team they're on? If you're starting, starting from scratch, this is hypothetically okay. if you threw every player into a pot and you were allowed to draft them okay. to start a team. So there's some ageism attached to this Yes, exercise. I am discriminating against <laughs> And it looks Older like, players. I'm just a little uh, spoiler alert, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady not on this list. So that's what we're talking about. You're not only picking a great player, but someone you could build a dynasty with. So let's go through the list. I'll just go through one through ten, I guess. And then we'll, uh, Greg, I'll throw it to you to pick something out to get going. Number one, Andrew Luck. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number mm. three, Cam Newton. Number four, Russell Wilson. Five, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, J.J. Watt, Colin Kaepernick, and at number 10, Ben Roethlisberger. And then there's this bonus pick, which I'm not really on. Maybe we'll get into this a little later. Not huge on board with this. Let's, you know, 10, top 10 list should be 10. But you've got Calvin Johnson here as the bonus. You know, your thoughts, Greg? Well, I, I'm excited to see uh, my boy Cam Newton so high on the list. Number three, imagine how far he's come in the last couple of years that you would say, if you're just starting a franchise – 
Newton's number three. But I got to go negative a little bit. Russell Wilson, number four, I'm surprised about. I feel like if you take him out of Seattle, you're just starting a franchise. I would take a handful of guys ahead of him. Oh, I disagree with that. Why? Well, because I think one thing that Russell Wilson's proven to Seattle, but the whole league is part of is who do you want to be the the heart and soul of your team? And, And he's the hardest working guy probably one of the hardest working quarterbacks in the game. Yeah, you're right. He's on a team that sets him up to succeed, but I, I I'm sure a lot of these guys are very hard working on the list, but I I feel like I agree with Greg that maybe he's a guy we we don't know yet how good he is cuz they're going to break up that defense eventually a little bit, and we're going to see if Russell Wilson can carry the team. He doesn't have to carry that team. I right think now. he'll spend his whole career with people saying, we don't know how good this guy is yet. And it's like, you know what? I think we do know that he is an exceptional quarterback, that I, for me, worthy of being on this list. Wes? I would just ask I, – I, I feel like I generally agree on everything Greg does with the quarterback index, and he's had Russell Wilson too low all along. I would just ask, what more do you want from him than what he's already done in his first few years? I want to see an offense sort of built more around him throwing the ball, that him going through his progressions. Like, you watch the last game. Granted, that's one of the worst games of his career. They take away the first read, and things get frantic. I mean, he has a two-for-11 spot at the end of the game. That doesn't normally happen. But they scheme so differently than every other team in the league. I feel like I don't know what he would be like if he wasn't with Daryl Bevel. I think it's a perfect match. Everything that's going on there, he's great. But I'd take Matt Ryan over him. You know, I'd take J.J. Watt over him. Well, it's, you take it's, J- to start a team. See, that's the issue. Then you get down the list. You got Ben Roethlisberger. You got Drew Brees. You got Colin Kaepernick. I would take Wilson. It's part part of this is his age. I'd take him about all, and, over all of them. And plus, if we're sa- and Wes, you said it's it true. up top. Quarterbacks mean more. J.J. Watt was healthy, played all season last year, and his team lost 14 straight. I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to take a quarterback yeah. to build a team around. Let's talk about your one and two, Wes. You have Luck at number one, Aaron Rodgers at number two. Uh, is this only because Luck is seven or eight years younger than Rodgers? Because I know you love your, yourself some A-Rod. It's not only because of that. I, I feel like Luck's body type, it will be a surprise if he gets injured. I mean, even as a quarterback, whereas with Rodgers, he ended one season on IR with a broken foot, lost seven games to a fractured collarbone last year, has had multiple concussions. I just feel like Luck is a much safer pick, and he's already first in almost every category this year. His offense is first in almost every category. I mean, the distance between Rodgers and Luck right now isn't that big. I got to admit, there's not a lot of home run picks when I look at the list that you definitely take ahead of Wilson, Ryan would be one. There's not many more Kaepernick right now. I don't know how I feel about breeze. You knocked because he's 35 years old, which is totally fair. You would want a younger player. And he may be showing perhaps some signs so far this year that he might be coming down a little bit. Uh, How much did his start this year play into you putting him at seven? You know, I probably would have had him fifth or sixth had rivers not been out playing him. I, I truly believe he's probably still got a little leftover uh, oblique injury things going on, and that's why he's not going down the field. But I also believe he'll bounce back. So I, I like that you've come on board the Philip Rivers bandwagon. There was a time last year, especially I remember. You know, you were you were resisting the charm of Rivers. Which, a very dark time, which people have a hard time doing. <laughs> we speak of that in hushed tones in the Wesleyan household. <laughs> <laughs> I think one. You know, if you go and do another round of this, because you got an honorable mention section. That to me is almost more interesting because I I agree. How do you not put nine quarterbacks? But you got this down here in honorable mentions. <clears throat> you got Von Miller, Nick and Sue, Robert Quinn, a couple other guys. Earl Thomas, Stafford. That's where he gets dropped into. Tyron Smith, McCoy. 
Yeah, that is fun. Non-quarterback corners. I would have had Julio Jones and A.J. Green higher, but there's some injury concerns there. Julio Jones has had multiple injuries. So has A.J. Green, really, too. I like that we just gave Wesley another assignment. A long one's going to take <laughs> a long time. Any Anything else? Any Any concerns about Ben Roethlisberger and how they've played so far this year that maybe led you to think maybe I should drop him into the honorable mention? He almost got replaced in the top ten by Calvin Johnson, not because of how they played this year, because he's taken 152 more sacks than any other quarterback in the league mm. since he came into the NFL. And he's 32 years old. How long can – even a huge body like this, his, how long can that hold up to all the hits he's taken? We have heard that, though, for a few years. Maybe he's not going to hold up well. And I think he's playing right where he's always played. Even this year with the team struggling, I, I don't think it's on him. I'd put him up a little higher. No, I agree. The struggles aren't on him. But even if we take the Greg Rosenthal angle here, mathematically, the more hits he takes, the more likely he is to have a career-ending injury. And the I other, you make me out to be Nate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> and the other position, I just, I'll bring this up because the other position that you typically, when when announcers and commentators talk about, oh, he's a franchise cornerstone. It's quarterbacks, but also left tackles. No left tackles in your top ten. I don't think the NFL works that way anymore. Uh, this isn't the blindside era anymore, and we haven't had a Walter Jones or an Anthony Munoz or a Jonathan Ogden in the last decade, really. What about Wayne Hunter? <laughs> No, he's on the right side. <laughs> Wayne Hunter. Yeah. Rex the, Ryan did get a tattoo of him. How many other tackles <laughs> has that ever happened for? Uh, Rex Ryan would get a tattoo of you if it meant enough to him. It's true. Number six forever on his arm. All right. Anybody else Anybody else have thoughts on Wes's latest great ten top ten list presented? I want to get your opinion on Kaepernick. I think he's the one I struggled with the most. That He is the that toughest is tough one. one. Yeah, I don't know. I would put him – Below Roethlisberger, I, yeah, I wouldn't put him on the list right now. As much as I like him, like he would, he would be on the honorable mention list. I, I don't know, I don't know how. You much don't know he, what he is, right? I don't know if this is it. Is this it? Because it's pretty good. It's four or five unbelievable plays a game. It's four or five amazing games. Postseason a, success, right? It's at four or five amazing games a year when you kind of dial up the right plays, but it's not week to week like a great. Before the season, would he have been on your top ten list? Maybe. I just struggle with the fact that he hasn't progressed. He hasn't grown in the areas that we've seen as his weaknesses. I don't like how he dresses on the podium. He's a <laughs> punk. A punk, I tells you. You have issues, and we are all recognizing that now. Very good. I'm glad it's finally happening. All right, that's it. Great job, Wes. All right, so we move on. Let's hit Thursday Night Football. I almost want to skip it because the Jets are involved, and the Jets are – uh, breaking my heart in half uh, every Sunday. This time they get to play on Thursday, and I know they played Peyton Manning in the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Now they go up to Foxborough to play the great Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Uh, Calvin Pace came out uh, on Wednesday, or on Tuesday and said the schedule makers had it out for us this year. I agree because this is a tough spot for the Jets, Greg. <laughs> Greg hates that argument. Every fan base says the same thing. Yeah. Calvin Pace speaks truth, and uh, but the the bottom line here is – these are two teams going in different directions. The Jets, losers of five straight. The Patriots have won their last two and look great winning the last two. I know we all picked the Patriots, I believe, to win this game. How do we make a case that this game will be competitive? Because I hear some whispers. I think that's easy. Yeah, go ahead. They won the last time, by the way. The Just when you think you have the NFL figured out, it throws you for a loop, that's first right. of all. So the Patriots are riding high coming off two great games. They return home. But then you got to – Look, nobody coaches against Tom Brady better than Rex Ryan. 
and you've got Eric Decker finally getting healthy, practice fully. That offense is different when Decker's in there. Jason Morrow looked good, so good that Geno Smith compared him to Rob Gronkowski, which is let's just laughable. Think, Every, Geno just should not be talking right now. All right, and let's stop comparing every single tight end that is halfway yeah. decent to Rob Gronkowski. Why is he the only guy? It's a guy disservice that... to them. I think the Jets fans and Calvin Pace and everyone else should love to see this game on the schedule. First of all, it's a few less days of misery wallowing in New York this week, and this is their Super Bowl. This is like the type of game Rex Ryan has won over the last few years. Well, Don't that is think... a couched insult to Jets fans, by the way. No, the week, but it is. A week seven game is their this Super is their, Bowl. Okay, it's their yeah. season. If, if ever there's a game that they're going to have an emo- be emotionally up for, this is it. And Connor Orr, who covered the Jets, he's now a writer for us. He was uh, We were chatting on uh, the instant messenger service in our office. He was saying he thinks the Jets are going to win this game. Was that too much information to give about the structure? <laughs> well, of our it was. Job? It was. He's in, in New York. I'm in California. There's got to be a way to chat. That was it. He thinks that this is the perfect spot for Rex, who loves to kind of turn uh, his team inward and fight against the media and get them all fired up. And if you can't get fired up for this game when you're basically fighting for your season, yes, it could be close. But the reason why I don't think it'll be close, and I think this is a double-digit game, is Geno Smith. I know. You know, there's talk that he played better on Sunday, this past Sunday. I still don't think he's playing with any confidence, and I think he's going to have another couple back-breaking turnovers. And in that environment on the road, in prime time, I could see this game slipping away very quickly. These Thursday night games have been – or they've been awful. till last week, which was incredible. It's one of the better, more entertaining games of the year. But uh, you're Mark, right. Mark was in a been, coma last They've been Thursday. totally awful until uh, On the you're whole, right. prime, yes. the primetime games haven't been great. This is the kind of game that in the past Rex Ryan, with a little more firepower on his roster, would go out and take care of business, and we'd be talking about the fact that the Jets, we counted them out too soon. But what I need to see for the Jets to have a chance is, I think what, we, what New England accomplished last week on offense was a departure from where they were earlier in the year. Brady actually was hitting people deep. You know, Brandon LaFell's involved. Obviously, Gronk looked better than he has. Brian Timms comes My out boy. of the forest. To make plays, <laughs> like, get the again. ball to Tim's. I mean, the, the, you There's know, your comeback player see, of the year. This is the thing. Greg actually <laughs> is very excited because he knows that the uh, the flip side of this Rex Ryan nice spot is when remember when New England went out and dropped like a forty nine to three bombshell on New York. There is all that set up too. You go and have good quarterback play in New York. You have a defense that's burning to the stake. I don't know. What's to love about the Jets right now? I don't say that to harass no, well, you, listen, but it's just – Their defense the choir, played yeah. well enough to win last week. They made Peyton Manning and the Broncos punt, what was it, five times in a row. They had a total of eight yards in the first half. They played that kind of defense against the Patriots. They're going to be in the game because New England's offense, even though they're throwing the ball right now, I don't think they're a top-tier offense yet. They're not going to be able to run at all. There's no Steven Ridley. I think they'll just give up on the running uh, game. Some teams have had success Wait, Until Brandon Bolden, you know, blasts off for 98 yards in the first half. Two straight running backs have had their first career 100-yard games against the Broncos on the ground. Brandon Bolden could do that. And Next up. Two names to watch for the Patriots, Chandler Jones. Sure. Darrell Rivas. The offensive line was the biggest concern, I thought, for the Jets last week. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too. The fact that they just got steamrolled in every way in the run game and the passing game was a bad Revis, sign. And Revis will make uh, Eric Decker go away. And what we've seen time and time again is that Geno Smith, it's not his fault, but he doesn't have enough weapons if you take Eric Decker out of the mix, whether it's by a great corner or by a hamstring injury. So I think that's going to set their offense Geno up Geno Smith will too. make the rest of the passing game go away. 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How did you describe Rob, Gr- Rob Gronkowski's performance against the Bills? I thought he looked like a humanoid war droid. <laughs> I mean, he just looked I, I, he looked a little bit level beyond humor, human compared to the rest of the people around him. We haven't he's looked everything less than that's before before last week. He looked completely back and I don't know flip side. Jets who, can't cover tight ends. That's right. Either. Who do the Jets have to take care of that? Not you know? cover tight ends. That's been an issue for a couple of years now. And it's if Gronk is back to Gronk and we're starting to see signs that's happening. Watch out for him. Too. When you root for a bad team, a hundred to nothing is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, sometimes you don't want these. I would, you know, if you're a Jets fan, there's another side where let's just couch this away on 1 p.m. Eastern on a low-level mm. CBS or NBC station. We don't want this on prime time in front of a nation. It's going to be a butt fumble type of situation. You know what? We don't need to go there. You're already sitting on the top of the mountain of joy. I honestly don't. don't, need don't it. I'm not that confident. Don't in want this it. Game. Don't need it. I think it. it'll be close. I really do. All right, we'll see. All right, that's it for. Another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be back Thursday night with our another sh- another show. We're going to do our Week Seven preview. We're going to get ex- we're going to recap the Thursday night game we just talked about. Some mirth will be involved. We'll get some mirth in the mix. Everybody will love that. Uh, and that's it. Until then, this is Dan Hansis signing off for the Sizzler, the Mailman, the Boss, and Tate D behind the glass. Until tomorrow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.